Can an online test truly tell you if you are a vampire? And then we take a look at one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Not necessarily that I believe in it, but I think it might be probably the best constructed conspiracy theory I've ever come across. Who is the nobody? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Yeah, that was a pretty energetic intro. I actually think I pulled a muscle. I think I pulled a muscle in my chest. Dude, my left pec, man. I ugh, I did something to it in jujitsu months ago, dude, and I just... Ugh. Anyways, that's enough talking about my amazing body. Let's go ahead and say hello to our newest Patreon, Bunkleman. Bunkle Man, thank you so much for supporting the show. Really, really appreciate it. You will be our guide this episode. If you can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help get the word out about the show. That really helps a lot. Also, if you want to help support the show, maybe give me some <laughs> give me some muscle rub. Bunkle Man, fire up that carpenter copter. We are headed out to Transylvania. I'm no, we're headed out to New York. That's where the vampire lord Stefan lives. In his massive dark castle. And that is where he overlooks the website. Vampirewebsite.net <laughs> The black background, blue lettered website we all know and love. I just discovered it a couple days ago and I talked about it on yesterday's episode as well. I wish there was more content. Like I probably got couple segments out of it. But oh man, I could have spent, spent a long time on that. I could have spent a long time on that website. But now, we're not talking about that. Bonko Man, I want you to land right in this, like, dark garden. All the roses are wilted. No, no, no. All the roses are blood red. The trees are all weeping willows. And the grass is crabgrass, right? But, covered in blood. So... We're walking around the estate of the Vampire Lord. I think his name's Steven. Again, I'm not entirely for sure. That might have just been a name I pulled out of my head. And we are going to be given a quiz to tell whether or not we are vampires. This is, this is gold, guys. Okay, question. this is literally question number one. This is the number one question they want to ask you to find out if you are a vampire. Question number one. Quote, do you have unusually pale skin? Now, on a normal quiz that, like, say you're reading Teen Vogue, and it's like, Halloween issue, are you a vampire? That'd be question number, that would be the whole question, right? Do you have unusually pale skin? Number two would be like, do you ever chase your little brother around with a hypodermic needle? And you're like, hmm. That's not enough for, this is a real vampire quiz. This isn't no Teen Vogue vampire. This is the real deal. So that's not the whole question. Do you have unusually pale skin? It continues. Your skin doesn't need to be pale to be a vampire. It just needs to pale in comparison to what your skin tone should be. That's a nice dodge for black vampires, right? Because basically, if the Teen Vogue says, is your skin pale? Some black dude's reading and he's like, ugh, no. But I did drain the blood of several people last night. I think I know I'm a vampire. So nice dodge. Nice dodge, vampirewebsite.net. You're not saying that you can't be a black vampire, but you should be more pale than a normal black person, which I actually think might even be more racist. But anyways, let's get, that's not even the whole question yet. We're not done. If yes, 
If so, if you are if you are more pale than you should normally be, right? If yes, this is one hundred percent legit. I'm not making any of this up. If yes, cook up one or two, depending on the size. It specifically says depending on the size. If yes, then cook up one or two, depending on the size, medium rare steaks. If by the time you're done enjoying the second one. You have a new pinkish color throughout your body that you haven't had in a while. Read no further. <laughs> you are a real vampire. Humans can't digest blood, let alone get color from it. Real vampires do. Unquote. So, you thought, you homo sapien thought, that the only way to tell if you are a vampire is, do you enjoy the taste of blood? Can you stand the sunlight for more than a minute? Were you recently bitten by a vampire? Now what? The way to find out if you are a vampire, according to vampirewebsite.net, one to two medium, which I am more than willing to take this challenge. <laughs> Any challenge that involves me eating steak. Oh, I'm down. One to two medium rare steaks, depending on the size, right? So we can get one big one. Anyways, the point is, is that after you're done eating it, if your skin is more flesh than it normally is, stop, read no further, you are a vampire. No joke, though. No joke. This is literally the next pair. So, I don't know anything about, this is my first foray into whether or not I'm a vampire, right? I'm reading this, and I go, okay, so, because you can digest blood, basically. This is the next paragraph. Okay, you just found out. Read, and it's so funny. It actually says, now think about it. It says, read no further. You are a vampire. And it goes very clear to say, you are now a vampire. Don't even read anymore. But if you read the next paragraph, it says, quote, note, the extra work involved in trying to eat medium rare or rare meat can cause a temporary pink color to the skin, which is otherwise known as being flushed. Temporarily being flushed is not the color that is being referred to when a vampire gets color from the blood and the steak. Okay, and then this is so basically, you look, you think you're a vampire. You read no further. You think you're a creature of the night, but it turns out while you're out trying to jump off a building and turn into a bat, it turns out actually that you should have read further because sometimes simply the act of eating medium rare to rare meat makes you flush because you're putting so much energy into chewing it. So that's that why is that why is that number one? Also, why'd you tell me to read no further when the most important part was after that paragraph? I actually, when I read this quote, I stopped reading, bought two steaks, broke quarantine, bought two steaks, came home, ate them, got flushed, went out, attacked three people, and then I came home and finished reading the paragraph. So that is negligence on your part, vampirewebsite.net. That's on you. Someday I will gain my vampire powers and I will take vengeance against you all. But you read further, I read further, you're halfway through eating that medium rare steak. Let's keep looking, because that's not the only question. If that was the only, well, they did tell us to not read any further. That should have been the only question, but there are more. Another question, I don't know really how this plays into it. He, he tries to explain it, but the explanation makes less sense. Did your dad disappear from your life when you were at a young age? If you were raised by a single mother, you might be a vampire. Did you know that? Did you know, according to vampirewebsite.net, 52% of vampires <laughs> of vampires surveyed were raised by single mothers. Oh my god. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how to how to process that. That 
legitimately, there's a lot of single moms out there. So that might just be, you might just be playing the averages, right? You could also say that people who are raised by single parent households might have issues with getting other people's attention and might lead to attention-seeking behavior. So maybe telling people you're a vampire and you're special and unique and a damned creature of darkness might just be because you're one parent who raised you and also had to work to put food on the table and a roof over your head didn't have enough time to pay attention to you. But now, whenever you go to your local Denny's in your cloak and your slick black hair and everyone's paying attention to you and you finally get that validation that mother could never give you or that the father who left you in that pitch black fog bank near the bog. Oh, father, I hate you. But now, the people who eat at Denny's, they all know who is truly in charge. Kragor the Magnificent. I think it's probably the second one, right? I think it's probably just people who were raised by single parents. They, they want to be loved. And I'm not knocking single parents. I'm not knocking single parents. They do the best they can. Here's another one. Are you extremely energetic at night? So you know when you're hanging out at Denny's. with I used to do that. That's why I keep bringing that up. I used to hang out at Denny's all night long with my friends. It's the perfect late teenager, early college experience. And, you know, I did wear a black trench coat everywhere. So I'm mocking myself with this too. But see, the difference was, is I looked good in that trench coat. Here's, let's go back to this. Are you extremely energetic at night, but around the time the sun comes up, become extremely tired? Now, yes, that's a typical vampire behavior. That's also a typical behavior if you're up all night. Right? If you, that's just logic. If you stay up all night, oh man, I've been up all night, but it's so weird. I start to fall asleep. No matter how late I stay up, eventually by five or six in the morning, my body gets, what do you humans call this? Tired? And I must return to my crypt, aka the loft in my stepdad's garage. I mean, that's just, that's just normal human biology. But, if you get if you stay up all night and <laughs> eventually get tired at some point, and during that night when you were at Denny's, you ate a medium rare steak, you might be a vampire. I love this next one. I hope I'm not spending too much time on this one. People who are new to the show, they're like, dude, is this guy ever gonna get to the nobody story? That's why I'm listening to this episode. Hold on. Let <laughs> me do this next one here. I love this. Do you do you have an unusually high tolerance? To alcohol, that that should be enough, right? Because you figure aliens, not aliens, because you figure vampires have like a, you know, like they have a high tolerance to stuff, right? They're undead creatures of damnation. They can have that whole carafa wine at Denny's all by themselves. But we continue. Do you have an unusually high tolerance to alcohol and other poisons or toxins? I don't, I don't, I don't drink many poisons or toxins. So for all I know, I might be the most powerful vampire on the planet. But because I've never drank, you know, hemlock, I'll never know. Now, when you have a list of stuff like, is your skin pale? Does your dad love you? When one of them is, do you drink poison? I think that one could have been left off, right? That that one, that basically, it should have been like, when people shoot bullets, when people shoot bullets at you, can you dodge them and then rip their throat out? Because that's the same level. I don't, I'm not going to test that, and I'm definitely not drinking any poison to find out whether or not I'm a vampire. 
This is number, this next one is number 16. There's like 20 of them. I'm not reading them all. But number 16. Number 16. Here we go. We've found out whether or not our papa loves us. We've eaten some steaks. Number 16. After all of that, here's number 16. Do you tend to get a high from drinking human blood? That should have been number one, right? Like, isn't that the main thing? You, you walk into someone on the street and go, what's the first thing you think of when you think of vampire? They're going to say they drink blood. That should have been, not eat. This guy works for the meat industry. Vampirewebsite.net owns, owns stock in Omaha Steaks. People are like, I want to find out if I'm a vampire. Everyone's buying steaks. Everyone's eating stuff. The first question should, are you a vampire? The first question should be, do you like to drink human blood? Because if you do, you might be a vampire. Read no further. You may be a vampire if you enjoy drinking human blood. And this one's specifically saying, do you get high drinking blood? So not that you just enjoy the taste of copper in your mouth. It actually makes you feel good. That should be question number one. That definitely should be before whether or not your dad left your mom. Because tons and tons of dads leave moms. We'd be a vampire nation if that was more important than do you drink human blood. It goes on to say, though, that... here Talk about poisons and toxins. This, this is where you go from it being a funny website where a guy's listening off these questions about whether or not you're a vampire. This is outright dangerous because there are people who believe in this nonsense. And they're, this is absolutely deadly. A legitimate vampire... This is, quote, this is, for legal reasons, this is not me saying this. Do not say Dead Rabbit Radio recommends doing this. According to VampireWebsite.net, a legitimate vampire is able to safely digest more than 600% of the daily recommended amount of iron when, this is the caveat here, because they don't want people raiding the vitamin cabinet and overdosing, but... When in the form of blood, and then it has a warning link that you click on it, and it says, if you decide to do this test, be damn sure you are a real vampire, or else this will either make you extremely sick, put you in a hospital, or potentially kill you. The recommended daily dose of iron is 18 milligrams. 60 milligrams can rot your stomach out, cause stomach scarring. Above that can kill you. He's recommending you drink almost double the amount of iron. As long as it's in human blood. And I love this because, remember, we're taking this test to find out if we are vampires, right? But it says in the warning, you better make sure you're a vampire before you do this test. I'm doing that. That's catch-22. Catch-22 victims because you're a vampire. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, anyways. You think you're a vampire. It tells you to drink 108 milligrams of iron. You can't do that unless you know you're a vampire. You won't know you're a vampire until you drink 188 milligrams of the circle, the circle of death, because you're vampires. They go on to say that there's a sound that only people... This is so... There's a sound. I'll play it. There's a sound that only... I this this is such an amazing website. There's a sound that only two types of beings can hear. One is a legitimate vampire. <laughs> a vampire can hear this sound. And the other is <laughs> I mean, think about the thought process that went through 
not only thinking this was true, but typing this out on the internet. There is... (laughs) Okay, hold on. There is a sound that I will play for you, and you will know for sure. There is a sound... (laughs) That you can hear if you're a vampire, if you are a real life vampire, put down that bottle of iron. Listen to the sound first. This you will hear this. You will hear something if you are either a vampire or anyone under the age of 36. So basically, like 40% of the population of the planet. If you are a bloodthirsty creature of murder. Or, between the ages of 0 and 36 years old, you will hear this. So, you're either, as <laughs> you're rubbing your ear with your finger, you're like, ow, Jason, you jerk. You, are, you know now, you will know now and forevermore. That from this moment on, you are either a vampire or you are under the age of 36. Now, you know what's weird? I was talking about my age because I don't think it should be something you're embarrassed about. I'm 43 years old. I heard the noise. Does that mean I'm a bloodthirsty revenant? No, probably not. I'm thinking that that's not a perfect test to figure that out. Finally, we are wrapping this up. People, new listeners who just want to hear about the nobody as I wrap my cape around my face and go, because maybe I'm a vampire. So there you go. Now you may have, you just thought you were listening to a podcast, listening to some funny stories. You just wanted to hear about the nobody. Instead, now you know you may actually be a vampire. How's that for a PSA? How's that for a little public service announcement? I have now let you know your true fate in the world. Let's talk about fate, though. For real. Because this next story, again, this might be one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Bonkle Man, let's fire up that. Let's hop into Jason Jalopy, actually. We are leaving behind wherever we were at. Where were we just at? New York. We're leaving behind New York. We're leaving behind this garden of misery and darkness. And we're going to drive out into the literal middle of nowhere. My God, a couple lawn chairs set up and we're going to sit down. Sun slowly setting. Stars are starting to appear in the sky. Let's let's have a little chat. Let's have a little talk here. Let's talk about the nobody. The nobody is a conspiracy theory that is really taking off. And I find this one absolutely fascinating. I have a long, long history with this one. And uh, the other day I was doing a live stream and Big Boss was like, hey, when are you going to talk about the nobody? So I want to give a shout out to Big Boss for recommending the story. So we're sitting out here in the dark and let's talk about the nobody. So the nobody is extremely popular nowadays. It's a really popular conspiracy theory. You see it all over the place. It's gaining a lot of tractions. And the nobody is this theory that there is a person out there who has special abilities, extraordinary spiritual powers, has the ability to control reality with their conscious and unconscious mind. That's an exact quote from the nobody general thread that pops up. I mean... I'd say almost every day on 4chan. There's usually multiple threads on the paranormal board on 4chan about the nobody. A day, there's almost always at least one. But the idea is is that this person has some sort of mental abilities and they're going through anguish and their emotional turmoil is having an effect on the real world. There's a woman, There's like it's either an ex-girlfriend 
or a spiritually immature woman that's kind of toying with his feelings. And and it's funny because they'll say that nobody can be a male or a female. But we'll get into all that in a second. But anyway, so you have this figure that's the nobody who's extremely powerful. And the turmoil that this person is going through is affected in the real world. This person, if they only knew the true scope of their power, could change the world for the better. There's a woman that's constantly kind of toying with his emotion. Toying with his emotion, causing this turmoil. And we've seen the, we're seeing the effects of this in our normal life. So, this popped up on 4chan, I think, in like early 2019, late 2018, maybe. And when I saw it pop up, I go, oh, it's about time. It's about time. The reason why I find this conspiracy theory absolutely fascinating, I think it's one, I think it honestly can can be one of the biggest conspiracy theories of our time because it is a blank slate conspiracy theory. The idea is the person reading about the nobody can be the nobody. That's the concept of it, right? That's the ego, it's an ego-driven conspiracy theory. 9-11 had nothing to do with me. I wasn't a player on either side of it. But the conspiracy theory of exposing the truth, I've talked about this a lot on the show, I used to be a 9-11 truther, the, this, the idea of having secret knowledge that most people don't have, that sheeple don't have, that I knew the answers. That's the ego-driven part. Conspiracy theory has a lot of ego in it, if, you, if we want to be honest about it. We want to be honest about it. There's a big drive for knowing secrets, for knowing the truth. And... You have, and that's fine. Everyone wants to know the truth, but it's this idea that you're smarter than other people or that you have access to some sort of hidden knowledge, which occult means hidden knowledge. That's what that word means. You're separated from the masses. So I think that conspiracy theory does have a, it does have an ego driven element to it. Not all. I'm not saying every conspiracy theory is, is ego driven, but you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a certain type of conspiracy theorist that really believes they're better than everyone else because they don't believe the lies. They know the truth. Stuff like that. The nobody takes that, and, and, and I get I think that's one of the reasons why conspiracy theory is so attractive in the first place. It's that you know more than other people. That guy may be better looking than me. That guy may make more money than me. These people may have all of these things, but I know how the world's really run. So you can take all your material possessions, but I know more than you do. But the nobody turns that part of the conspiracy theorist, the I know more than you do, that little ego thing, turns it up to a thousand. Because you could be the nobody. The nobody is written to be so vague. And when I say there's a lot of nobody threads on 4chan, most of them are, I am the nobody. I know I'm the nobody. Here's one, actually, I found when I was looking at this the other day. I'm not trying to blast this dude or anything like that, but this this is pretty typical for what these normally say. Why me? This is someone saying why they think through the nobody. I'm a recluse, live alone, so no distractions. I have no commitments, no familial bonds, don't have nor need to get a typical 9-to-5 job. I spend almost all my time researching and attempting to make sense of things, and occasionally I attempt to directly influence others. If you expect the nobody to be a grand arch wizard with an ancient bloodline or a mega giga chad, then you've little reason to entertain this. And that's the typical... Again, I'm not putting that particular guy on blast, but that's very typical. The reason why I believe I'm the nobody is because I do X. I sit around and I research this stuff. And I'll tell you this right now, like researching conspiracy theory stuff is extremely solitary business. 
Like, paranormal researchers normally run in a pack. Sasquatch hunters run in a pack. Conspiracy theorists, it's very, very lonely business. So it's very easy to get into the mindset where you sit at home. Because I used to do it. I'd sit at home and be on Godlike Productions, all these other conspiracy forums for three, four hours a day, learning the truth, learning how the world really works. And so you start to think that because you know how the mechanisms of power are turned and all this stuff, that you have this hidden knowledge and then that nobody is turning it into because you have this hidden knowledge, because you've gathered all this stuff, the turmoil you're going through is controlling the world. That It's one of the most ego-driven conspiracy theories I've ever seen. And the component of the woman who's manipulating your emotions... I don't know how well that part of the conspiracy theory translates to women believing they're part of the nobody or that they're the nobody themselves. I've always come across the nobody being a male figure because of this woman figure. But that's the idea, right? That a true nobody could be the most important person in the world. And that is the plot of Star Wars. Luke Skywalker was a nobody. Well, I mean, before the prequels. He was just a dude, right? So there's something very attractive about that story. And it's even more attractive is that that's you. But that's only half the story. This is what I find so fascinating about The Nobody. When it popped up on 4chan, I was like, yeah, it's about time. Because the story goes back to 2010. Not a lot of people know this part of it. This is really what I think is fascinating about this. Back in 2010, this is when I discovered it. July 1st, 2010. There's a website called Godlike Productions. It's still in operation. It's a forum for conspiracy theorists, really bizarre stuff, right? July 1st, 2010, there was a user named 13. They created a forum post. It was called, The Illuminati was made an offer they couldn't refuse. This went on for 2,067 pages of responses. It lasted all the way from July 1st, 2010 until they finally locked it. In July of 2014. And, and this is how it started off. This is the origin of this thing that's taking over 4chan. It had already taken over Godlike Productions and basically became a, a meme way back then. People just got tired of talking about it and now it's moved somewhere else. Because it's so powerful. Imagine you could... We just spent 20 minutes talking about the guy who thought he was a vampire. What, I'm not a vampire, they're not real. But you come across this and you go, maybe I am the nobody. It all comes from this original forum post. Here we go. Don't ask me how I know this, but the lack of doom lately is caused by a wild card. Someone who the Illuminati did not expect. This person apparently came out of nowhere. He is a nothing, a nobody, yet much hangs in the balance because of him. And then it goes on with the rest of that post. It'll be in the show notes. You can take a look at it. It was a throwaway line. He's a nothing. He's a nobody. And from that... People started to craft this character over the course of 2,067 pages of forum posts. Begin to craft this character of who the nobody is. See, the original version, it was tied to the Illuminati. And this, what I, I followed this for years. And to be honest, there was a time period where I thought, maybe I'm the nobody. But what's interesting about it is that's how blank slate it is. Or at least that's how blank slate it started off. Because originally, the nobody could have been anybody. But you got to be a man. Nowadays, they're kind of trying to say that nobody could be a woman as well. But originally, the setup was this. This is the, this is the story that was crafted over the course of, again, 2067 pages of forum posts. The Illuminati back in 2010 was getting ready to make a big move. Remember, this is before 2012. This is, of course, you guys know how to do math, but this is before the supposed end of the world. 
the Illuminati was getting ready to make some big move. And God, is very real. the origins of this very religious tied in the Illuminati, a lot of that's been lost in the current version that people are talking about. God tells the Illuminati, I have a deal. I'm going to take this nobody and I'm going to have him affect your plans in some way or the other. And how you react to that will determine how badly I punish you. There's other... Th- that's the That was kind of the main theory that was crafted. You'll find other variations of that. But that was the main theory of this craft. So now, not only are you a person whose inner turmoils can affect the metaphysical realities of the world, you are God's appointed soldier against the Illuminati. That is addictive ego juice. And again, you saw this evolution of it. First off, the nobody was a literal nobody. He could have been anyone reading that forum post July 1st, 2010, when I was reading it. Could have been me. Could have been an out-of-work dude sitting at his grandma's house, stoned, reading paranoid conspiracy theory stuff all the time. Could have been that guy. And this idea that there were these ultra-powerful elite people who now knew that little, little, little Jason guy, little guy hanging out in Orangevale, California, they knew about him and they were stewing over him. Oh, we got to stop him. And I didn't know my destiny. I didn't know what was coming. That's how the theory, that's how the conspiracy started off. But then it started to change. And it's funny because each time it changed, you lost people. People stopped believing in it. Then it became this thing. And the, the guy said, he goes, it's not some high wizard or some mega giga chad, which is basically just like an alpha, a super alpha male is what he means. It started off that it's literally nobody who does not know what his destiny is. Oh, and the woman they keep talking about, the spiritually immature woman is known as the Woman of Scars. She was another character that was added late into the myth-building of this. At some point, somebody talked about the Woman of Scars. She was a woman who was going to either tempt the nobody away, get the nobody to serve the Illuminati, or end up teaming up with the nobody to take down the Illuminati. Again, it's just you were seeing competing mythologies fighting. So first off, the nobody could have been anybody. Then it came to this thing where... The nobody could be anybody. The Illuminati doesn't know who the nobody is either, and they're looking for him. See, doesn't that would be exciting because your life is going nowhere, but now you're reading this stuff and you honestly believe that powerful people are trying to find you. And while that may be terrifying, at the same time, let's if you're reading this and you're 65, that'd be super spooky, right? Because you're not really going to be able to run anywhere. But if you're 25, if you're 19, you're reading this stuff, you don't have anything to run away from. Like, you leave and it's fine, you have a dead-end job. You can imagine the Illuminati coming after you. So that was very attractive. But then it started to morph again. And as the myth morphed, because what happened was, the guy who made this up, or the guy who, he says he exposed it. He said he uncovered Illuminati plans. He found out about the all this stuff. Of course, people are going to want more information. So he's providing more information, which would be canon information from the guy who created the conspiracy theory. Other people adding into. Eventually, the conspiracy theory became that the nobody knows who he is. He actually is a chosen person. And at this point in the mythology, he is having meetings with the Illuminati. And he's like, I won't allow you to do that to humanity. And at that point, thousands of people stopped paying attention to the conspiracy theory. Myself included. Because the ego was gone. I've never had a meeting with the Illuminati. It was built up so expertly in the beginning that it could be any of us. Every day I could wake up an out-of-work, out-of-shape, 
pot smoker, logging into these conspiracy theories, and thinking in my head, well, I wonder if today's the day that the Illuminati is going to kick down my door. But when it came about that, oh no, he's having these... Don't worry, guys, that nobody met with the Illuminati over the weekend, and I was like, oh, this is dumb. Because... But once it came out that the nobody, once the myth, once the basically the author of the story had to push it forward and and continue the narrative of the nobody meeting with the Illuminati and the Illuminati being like, no, the chosen one is here. How dare you defile our fortress? All that stuff. Thousands of people dropped off because it wasn't them. Now, that doesn't mean that that's killed it on the spot. Like it did continue, but it was definitely less popular then. And it continued, the narrative continued for a while. I still read about it. I still looked into it, but I go, well, I know I'm not the nobody now. The narrative continued and he was saving the day and he met the woman of scars and the woman of scars. I think they did end up like she did end up helping him in the end. It was just like poorly written Wattpad story at this point. It goes on and on. So expertly designed though, at the beginning, it really hooks you because it makes you think you could be the nobody. And the thread basically gets locked in 2014. You'll still see nobody references on Godlike Productions. A lot of times they're just jokes. It's like their big meme. It's the biggest thing really that's ever come out of Godlike Productions. But it didn't shock me. I guess it kind of shocked me because as far as I'm concerned, it was a dead and buried conspiracy theory. It was fun while it lasted. But then we see we go from 2014 and getting locked down to about 20. And it may have popped up. I'm sure it popped up on 4chan in between there, but it really got popular. Um, around 2018, 2019. And it started from the beginning. Whoever's doing it now, learn the lesson. Keep it vague for as long as possible. Keep it vague. Keep it so every time someone logs on, looks for that nobody general, they really feel like it still could be them. Because they're not a nobody. They're a somebody. They're the most important person in the world. I love that. I mean, I love that conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Because it's one of those ones that's it's fascinating to talk about and the psychology behind it. This conspiracy theory is genetically modified to stroke your ego. And I think it's going to be one of the biggest conspiracy theories in, in the next couple of years. I, I honestly think it will be as big as 9-11 conspiracy theories. It's one conspiracy theory that it it doesn't matter. It does depend. They're changing it so it doesn't matter if you're male or female. But it doesn't depend on when you were born. It doesn't depend on your race, your religion, anything like that. It is a conspiracy theory that is created to make you feel like the most powerful person on earth. And who doesn't want to feel that way? Who doesn't want to feel that way? Some people think that they're vampires. Other people think that they can control reality. It's the same mental mechanism. It's this idea that we are left out, we are alone, we are sad. But if only someone knew who we really were, if only we knew who we really were, and we could discover who we really were, everything would be better. But you know, at a certain point, I had to, I mean, and I think everyone comes to this, you have to, you may not be able to save the world, but you can save yourself. Like being out of shape, being out of work, smoking weed all the time. Those weren't healthy things for me. Those weren't healthy behaviors. And so I had to go, well, maybe I'm not the nobody, but I definitely am somebody who can get their life together a little bit better than it is right now. And it's funny. I think a lot of times people get lost a lot of times 
we see it a lot in the conspiracy theory community, but I think it happens everywhere. We get a lot, we get lost in these big ideas. We know the truth. We know the secrets and all. Yeah. Just, just, just work on yourself first. I know it's a meme, clean your room, but we can work. You can totally indulge in all the conspiracy theory stuff. As long as it's safe. Like that's my thing. Like I think you need, I look at it as fun research, like this conspiracy theory. I find absolutely fascinating. I've come a long way. Again, in my journey, I used to not be skeptical about anything. I used to believe it all. And now I'm more skeptical, but I still, one, find enjoyment in it. Two, I'm not so skeptical. I don't believe in any conspiracy theories. But um, yeah, I, at a certain point, I realized that nobody or somebody or just Jason Carpenter, I needed to take care of myself first. And you definitely need to take care of yourself first, because if I was the nobody and I was as out of shape and the Illuminati came kicking in my door. The things aren't going to go well. Then nobody would have been taken off the game board like that. So it's okay to have those ego-driven dreams. I mean, there's just daydreams, right? It's okay to have those daydreams. It's okay. And it's even okay to think you know more than other people. Like That's just, again, I think part of the human condition. But when you have a conspiracy theory that is designed to take advantage of the human condition, you almost got to think, it's almost who who designed it in the first place. I'm sure a lot of really good conspiracy researchers who otherwise were on the right track about some real conspiracies. I'm sure a lot of them got distracted by this and may still be distracted by this. You may have someone who was this close to uncovering some corporate conspiracy and instead now they're running around with a wizard cape on thinking that the Illuminati is looking for them. And if they have two more weeks, they can bring the whole system down. You you got to be careful what rabbit holes you go down because you go down the wrong one, you're wasting your time, and the right rabbit hole is getting covered up, buried, and you'll never find it again. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.